So, I guess you've decided to check out this podcast called Fraggle Shrugged. Well, hello there, and thanks for giving it a shot. I'm Siegfried, and I host the show along with my buddy Henrik, who's uh, not here right now. This is actually just a quick introduction to the first episode that I'm adding somewhat later. I've decided to just add a proper introduction, because I'm afraid that your first impression of the show would be a bit, well, messy otherwise. And that could lead you to shutting it off, and we don't want that now, do we? We want you to play with us forever, and be our new best friend forever. Basically, when we started doing this show and recorded the first episode, we were very much still figuring out how we were going to do this and what the general vibe of the podcast would be. And as a result, this episode zero is a very loose discussion of the format before we really got started in the proper episode one. So... In case you're not sure what you're getting into here, I will give you just a brief description of the concept here. You ready? In Fraggle Shrugged, we read through the novel Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, one chapter at a time. And then we also watch an episode of the Muppet-based TV show Fraggle Rock. And then we try to find all the hidden connections between the two that we are absolutely convinced are there. Atlas Shrugged, in case you don't know, is a novel from the 50s that is more than a thousand pages long. It is basically the bible for all those ultra-capitalist libertarian types, and it's all about how the chosen few strong men should run the world, and everybody else is just leeching off of them and their magnificent powerfulness, and so on. It's also uh, kind of a weird mystery romance science fiction story that's obsessed with trains, experimental metal alloys, and very extended rants about money. If that sounds kind of insane, that's because it is. But it's been incredibly influential and is loved by all those greedy bastards that kind of tend to run our world. So we thought it was our duty to let people know what was in this book, even if it costs us our sanity. But to make it bearable, we decided to pair it with a silly children's show about dancing puppets. Of course, to begin with, we thought this would be just a breath of fresh air after all the capitalist ranting, and that it would be a good chance to just way overanalyze some fluffy nonsense. Boy, were we wrong! Because, as it turns out, Fraggle Rock is super dark and existential once you scratch the surface. And as we at some point discover along the way, these Fraggles have a much better understanding of economics than the almighty Ayn Rand. So, uh, with this little introduction out there, I hope you're excited to go on this journey with us. You will be traveling with two Danish guys with lovely accents and uh, strongly left-leaning politics. And along the way, we will be serving up some gender representation discussions, some dirty 
dirty readings from the book and uh, a lot of swear words because we really need them to get through this. So uh, if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, consider yourself warned. Are you ready to uh, listen to some Fraggle Shrugged? Here we go. Hello and welcome to this introductory episode of this new podcast called Fraggle Shrugged. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a strange concept, so we better just uh, upfront explain what we're doing here. Yeah, you pitched the concept to me and I was like, this sounds insane, I want to be in on it. Yeah, uh, as most of my ideas do. Um, so we are reading the classic, in quotes, a uh, classic uh, novel by Ayn Rand called F uh, Atlas Shrugged. I almost call it Fraggle Shrugged. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. It's called Atlas Shrugged, and it's uh, more than a thousand pages long, and it's a heavy novel about uh, political philosophy and how um, greed is good, basically. So we are reading that, and because it would be silly just to read that, we thought we'd better bring in some heavy stuff as well, some really uh, intellectual uh, material. So as we are reading this uh, fantastic, I'm sure, this fantastic novel, we are for each chapter watching an episode of Fraggle Rock, a Jim Henson Muppet show from the 80s. Because And, and this was basically what you pitched to me when we talked about the podcast. You were like, we're doing this. And I said, this sounds... Perfect. How do we do it? So how do we do it? Well, that's what we're here to find out today. We've agreed to read one chapter and watch one episode for each episode of this podcast. Um, so we are just uh, chewing away through this. There are 30 chapters in this book, so that should fit with a little more than the first season of Fraggle Rock. And I think maybe if we feel like it, we can jump forward in the Fraggle Rock uh, uh, saga, I guess you could call it, because there are ninety-six episodes of that show. Yeah, maybe if if the if the plot starts to stagnate a bit, we could we could go on to a yeah. different season, or we could like jump in it just a bit. Yeah, because we would only be scratching the surface of the magnificent Fraggle universe by only watching the first thirty episodes. It, it's clearly, I I assume going in that it's clearly like the most intellectual heft is with the Fraggle Rock and not with Atlas Shrugged. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're bringing in Fraggle Rock for, for the, to also have some serious material to discuss. Exactly. Because just discussing Atlas Shrugged, that would be like silly and turn into some weird nonsense quickly. Yes, yeah, almost like a children's show or something like that. So, so we really need the intellectual heft of Fraggle Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, uh, a real heavyweight in the philosophical department. So, so what's your um, prerequisite uh, knowledge about these two? Because I know nothing about the two. I've heard of Fraggle, Fraggle Rocked. It's, it's hard when we have the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Fraggle Rocked, uh, Fraggle Rock. As, um, as like I've seen the logo, I maybe seen like three seconds of it. And Atlas Shrugged, I've heard mentioned a lot in political ideology mm. discussions. Um, 
But other than that, I don't really have any knowledge about the two, like on a deeper level. Yeah, so you're coming in sort of blank here uh, with a fresh, open mind, ready to be converted to the political uh, extremism of Fraggle Rock. Exactly. <laughs> and I have somewhat more uh, of a of an experience with these two, but still not very deep. That's also kind of one of the reasons I wanted to do this, to really get into this material. Because I bought Atlas Shrugged for like, a, what, $10 or something. Yeah, and that, that was also part of our discussion going into this podcast, because we found out by chance that I've gotten handed uh, a version of Atlas Shrugged, exactly the same version as Atlas Shrugged as you, yeah. uh, by a friend of mine. So we were like, we should read this back to back, basically. And the question is, is that still a friend of yours? Yeah, we'll, we'll see, like going into the podcast 15 episodes yeah. in, whether we're still friends or not. It will either be uh, an, a former friend or your best friend ever. Exactly. Uh, maybe we'll both join the Iron Rand Institute and then all be merry and well. Yeah, I, I mean, that is one of the, the possible outcomes of this podcast is that we both will be converted and uh, be uh, devout objectivists, yes. Randians, libertarians. Or maybe one of us and the discussion will become interestingly more uh, interesting. Possibly very adversarial and, uh, and <laughs> unfriendly. Yes, so we, if we can basically break our friendship over this podcast, it would be perfect. That seems like the, like the healthy goal yes. to set here. So yeah, I, I kind of know a bit more about these two. I, I grew up with a VHS tape of the first four episodes of Fraggle Rock, which is the only part I've really seen more than once. I've seen a few more episodes just in, in passing, but I really know the first four episodes very well. But I haven't seen them in a long time, so it's going to be interesting to re-experience that. So you'll basically be the expert on the on the first couple of episodes. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, I am an expert on Fraggle Rock. Hmm. I've watched four episodes. Uh, at the book, I've uh, I've known about it for some years and read stuff about it. I haven't read the book itself, but I have watched um, the film versions they made a few years ago, which are. Well, that's an entire thing, those movies. And I'm sure we'll dedicate an episode to those at some point. Exactly, we were discussing whether we should we should also use those for like filler episodes. Um, yeah, maybe like, like a break. Because the book is in three parts. So it makes sense because the movies each cover a part. It would make sense to do a movie after each part to just sort of sum up that section of the book. Yeah, and we get to... Get a little break from the book, which will probably be nice at some point. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And the movies are spectacular, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already looking forward to them. So so the way we can just talk about this, because we talked about this a bit before, turning on the microphones, mm. uh, the way we're going to experience the book is probably going to be a bit different, because I'm probably going to listen to the audiobook a lot. Because you are a very busy man. I am, I'm driving a lot, let's say it that way. So it's a good excuse for me to do something while I'm driving. And I'm, uh, I don't have a job. I finished my uh, university studies. So right now I have all the time in the world. Which is a perfect um, time to become an objectivist, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So uh, I'm ready to be converted. So within within two years' time, you'll have your own financial blog uh, about how to cheat the stock market, basically. Yeah, that's, I'm, I think that's setting it low. I think I'll be in prison by then. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the concept. We are chewing our way through uh, these two magnificent artifacts of pop culture. One of the best books of the 20th century and one of the best TV shows of the 20th century. So what it, what is actually, because you say one of the best books of the 20th century. <laughs> so how was the book received back then? Yeah, maybe we should introduce the book a bit more. Yeah. Um, I looked through the Wikipedia page to sort of get an idea of how it's uh, presented. And uh, just to get an idea of the genre, it's described as philosophical fiction, science fiction, mystery fictions, and romance novel, which is a delightful combination. Uh, it's written by Ayn Rand, a Russian who moved to the U.S., started out as a Hollywood screenwriter and then became more and more political and philosophical. Yes. Started writing these giant novels and by the end of her life was just writing a philosophical nonfiction with uh, lovely titles such as The New Left, The Anti-Industrial Revolution. Wow. And uh, The Virtue of Selfishness and also The Romantic Manifesto which I'm kind of curious about what is. But maybe when we become full-blown objectivists, we will dive deep into her rich back catalogue of works. I'm sure we will. There's more to grab onto to do this stuff with. Anyway, um, yeah, this philosophy of Ayn Rand's is called objectivism. And we'll, uh, we'll uncover all the gory details of that as we get into this novel. Because... From what I know, large part of it is just political ranting. Like, uh, she just goes off on a tangent and uh, describes how she thinks the world should uh, work politically. And and that is something the two of us actually have quite a fondness for. So I'm looking forward to that part. Um, yeah, if the listeners know some of our other work, <laughs> uh, you'll know that we ha we also have a tendency to go off on political ranting. Yes, we have, we have a backstory there. Yeah, Sort of a, a different leaning than this book, I think. Uh, yeah, or, or, or do we? Like, um, or do we? No one can say. No one can say. Let's keep that uh, as a surprise. But we can, yeah. Just going into this, we tend to view ourselves not as devout Iron Randies. Um, no. So this is this is our pre prerequisite knowledge before going into this. Yeah. And just to describe it a little bit more, we are two young Danes, we're from Denmark. We uh, have studied at the university, so we are well-educated white young men. This, the perfect, perfect for Iron Rand. We met at the what used to be the library school, mm -hmm. Library and in Information Science. Therefore, the the love of books. Yes. So all in all, perfect for this. Yeah. If 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 we shouldn't do this podcast, who should? Like uh, we must be perfect because. We're white men, as you say, so we have all the power in society and our voices will be heard, even though of the terrible accents. Yeah. Um, so, of course, everyone wants to, wants to hear this. That's our assumption. So we make the podcast. Yeah. Of course, we do it in English to, uh, to give all of the world access to our brilliant insight. Exactly. No one should be robbed of this magnum opus of ours. Yeah. We are, we are intent on sharing our intellects 
as a sort of gift to humanity. A humble, very humble gift. Yes. So we were yeah. really looking forward to actually, I, I am at least, looking forward to reading this. Oh, because it's, it's been so long of me hearing about like different things about the work. And I really want to like dig into it for myself and actually experience it. Yeah, me too. And uh, just apropos of being white men, mm -hmm. that it really is sort of the main demographic, I think, for this book. Yes. Uh, it is very loved by certain uh, certain powerful white men. I found a little list of some of them. Paul Ryan, uh, a Republican and very Ayn Randian, and also other American political figures like uh, the Judge Clarence Thomas and the Senator Ron Paul, who ran for president and even named his son Rand Paul. So that's the, wow. that's the level of dedication there. Wow. And also uh, Jimmy Wales, founder of Wikipedia, Well, I got that information, so obviously it must be true. Oh, wow. Um, so there may be some some weird political stuff going on behind Wikipedia. I also found some weird celebrities from a somewhat less credible side. Uh -huh. But apparently uh, some of Ayn Rand's fans include Jim Carrey, Brad Pitt, Oliver Stone, the comic book artist Frank Miller, Madonna the billionaire Mark Cuban and the authors Dean Koontz and Salman Rushdie for some reason. Oh, wow. Because I get Oliver Stone. Yeah. But the rest of them, that's a bit more, that's a bit weirder. Yeah, I wouldn't really have pecked Madonna as <laughs> as a strong... Uh, no, but... but Really, in general, a strong, strong reader, maybe. I think when it comes to ideology, she... She picks up stuff and then incorporates it into her life. Wasn't she a part of the Kabbalah at some point? Yeah, I think she may just be like an ideological uh, sponge. Yeah, yeah, that would that would make sense. Like, and, and and I can just mention that we have the character called Lars Saya here in Denmark, mm. the director of uh, Saxo Bank, one of the biggest banks in Denmark. Yes, uh, who actually personally printed out a lot of examples of uh, of Atlas Shrugged. And send out to all of his uh, members of staff. Yeah, he actually had a program where you can get a free copy sent. Mm -hmm. So a huge lover there, too, of the wonderful story of Atlas Shrugged. Oh, yeah. So this book here. <laughs> um, obviously, some people love it very much. But uh, it's not always been uh, that well received. And I found some of the... Some small quotes from the original uh, reviews when it just came out mm -hmm. back in, I don't think we said that, it's from 1957. So it is quite an old book. It's the 50th anniversary edition that we have. Yes. Uh, but some of the stuff it was called was uh, remorseless hectoring and prolix prolixity. Wow. Which is uh, prolixity that is uh, just being long-winded and describing stuff with way too many words and we can say this like it's a thousand mm. pages our version has like biblically thin pages oh yeah it's like a reading a bible it's very very compact it's like a break in this book um it was also called execrable claptrap and i had to look that up what that meant yes um extremely bad or unpleasant Absurd or nonsensical talk or ideas. And that's like 
right there we're on board right yeah that sounds that's right up our alley mm -hmm. <laughs> most stuff i read is would be uh would qualify for that description i think it was also called remarkably silly and silly can be a good thing apparently it shows dazzling virtuosity but it is shut through with hatred oh interesting and time magazine asked is it a novel is it a nightmare is it superman in the comic strip or the Nietzschean version Wow. Which is a that's, big questions. That's a quote. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious why that isn't on the cover. <laughs> I would put that on the cover of my book if I got that quote off my book. That's Yeah, I, I mean, I would put remarkably silly on the cover <laughs> of my book if I got that. Or execrable claptrap. Yes. I, that's I, the I only thing on the book. I would own up to that label. Yeah. But um, from what I hear, uh, Ayn Rand seemed like maybe not uh, able to have like self-irony maybe not the most self-ironic person she, at least she had a very uh, special uh, life history and I think we could dedicate a section of an episode to getting really into uh, to her background because I haven't gone too much into it right now but as far as I remember from reading the Wikipedia page like a year ago or something She had like a very advanced uh, romantic entanglements and uh, all sorts of drama going on. I think it would be nice for us to put in like filler episodes where we actually could get a breather from the book. We watch some of the movies. We talk a bit about Ayn Rand as a character. It could, it could be a nice like thing for context, at least. Also for our listeners yeah. who are hopefully <laughs> with us on our journey and actually reading through Atlas Shrugged and watching Fraggle Rock. That could be amazing if we could have some listeners following along yeah i mean we will try to make it so you don't have to but uh you are very welcome to read along and uh, suffer with us yes that would be nice for for the two of us not to go through this alone yeah it's going to be a an intense process i guess <laughs> we assume so as we said we don't know that much about it but it is remorseless hectoring and prolixity a thousand pages so, of that that's it's going to be interesting yeah. Um, yes. Well, we should say that it didn't only get bad reviews. Some people were very delighted. So it's also been called exciting and suspenseful and a supreme achievement guaranteed of immortality. So that's good. Wow. That's high praise. Put that on the cover. That's for sure. Yeah. And here's a long one from Alan Greenspan. Oh, none other. He called it a celebration of life and happiness. Justice is unrelenting. Creative individuals and undeviating purpose and rationality achieve joy and fulfillment. Parasites who persistently avoid either purpose or reason perish as they should. Wow. So, uh. Alan Greenspan loved it, clearly. Yeah. It <laughs> does not mince words there. So. Yeah, now we've talked about the book for a long while here. We should probably also cover the TV show. The, the really important stuff. We should cover that. Yeah, because that is really the meat of this podcast. Yes. The, the real heavy stuff. And it, it is Jim Henson, so... Yeah, so Fraggle Rock, uh, a puppet television series that ran from uh, 1983 to 1987... 
they made 96 episodes over five seasons. And it was broadcast on HBO. So quality mark. Wow. It uses, uh, like Jim Henson is the Muppet guy. He made Sesame Street and the Muppets and all that stuff. And uh, here he uses the same kind of Muppets, but different characters in a different sort of world. I don't think there's crossover, but there may be. We'll figure that out. Because normally the Muppet thing is making crossovers, right? I actually haven't watched much of it. No, it's not. It's not a very Danish thing to watch. We could already say that from the from the beginning. It seems to be something yeah. that the Americans, especially, are quite fond of the Muppets. But here in Denmark, it's not really something we watch as children. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I'm, it's probably been uh, been dubbed, like uh, given Danish voices. Some of it, at least. At least the F- Fraggle Rock has. I watched it with Danish voices when I was a kid. So it has been imported, but I'm not sure how much of the other Muppet stuff has. Anyway, it's uh, yes. here's a little description from the guy himself. He called it a high-energy, raucous musical romp. It's a lot of silliness. It's wonderful. Wow. So right there, we have a parallel already. Exactly. Silliness. In, in that both of them are silly. Yes. <laughs> And we will need to be searching for these parallels because I am really interested to see how many of the parallels will be obvious where we where there will just be connection between the two or whether we will have to force it a bit sometimes. Um, so that's going to be interesting to experience live during the podcast. Yeah, because that is sort of one of the purposes of this podcast is to discover what connects these two works because then surely there must be something that they have in common. So we are looking at uh, cross-analyzing and uh, comparing and uh, synthesizing these two works into sort of one idea, one world of fiction. So we're basically out to create chaos. Yeah, I'm sure this will go perfectly. This won't go wrong at all. What what can go wrong with this? This is just a a podcast series where we have to read a thousand pages book and watch an old children's... like television series, what can go wrong? And then, and then try to make sense of them together. Yes, uh, as if yeah. one of them weren't enough. That's it's quite the task we've set us up for here. Yeah, this is not insane at all. Nope. So, are you ready for this ride? Do you feel ready? <laughs> I am. Are you? <laughs> uh, maybe. I like. I. I think I am. But there could all, it could also be the case of, because I have read nothing before this, it could also be the case of starting the book, finding out that it's like a ridiculous slog to get through, and I would hate myself in the coming months. So that's also a possibility. Well, in that case, I'm sure it'll be entertaining to listen to us just suffering and mentally breaking down. Yes, because I, I, I think that for one of us, at least, that will happen. Like, one of us will have a mental breakdown during this. Yeah. And, and possibly during, like, live on podcast. That would be podcast gold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we're striving to do that. Like, it has to be real. Uh, so that's why when it sometimes is, like, a bit loose, we can, we can address the listener here. If it's a bit loose, that's just a concept. It's a talkative podcast. And we try to experience it as live as possible. Yeah. So I will probably be listening to the audiobook version like right up to the podcast. Just to have it as fresh as possible. Yeah. 
and I will usually have uh, taken a few days to uh, to think about it and write down some notes and uh, memorable uh, sentences and stuff. So, so I, I bring a lot of a uh, lot more preparation to the table. Yes. Uh, to sort of guide the discussion, and then we sort of just then we sort of just sort of loosely uh, talk it out here and there. But it's going to be it's going to be an interesting ride, I think, and I really, really hope it's going to be fascinating for the listeners. Hopefully, and not just the two of us slowly descending into madness. Well, that's also interesting, I think. Um, at this point, we really have no idea what's going to happen here. No. Hopefully, one of us will be a political activist in the end of this. Yeah, and I think uh, we're going to check in regularly in each episode to just sort of gauge how far down the path to uh, radicalization and extremism yeah yeah i i think basically we should have like some kind of meter and we should check in and be like how are you on the meter today yeah and and that would be our check-in yeah we should have a scale of some sort but but again the nature of the podcast will be we will we're gonna find we're gonna find out these tools during the episodes it's it's going to be slowly a thing developing as we go yeah also the format of the episodes like what we cover and the structure and the segments that we're going to go through that will be developing as the concept of the podcast will mm-hmm. too so should we discuss some of the possible segments that we uh, might go through sure i'm up for it because i've written down uh, a bunch of ideas and i guess we can just figure out what will work mm-hmm so, um, generally in structure, I think that we start out with just an introduction, mm-hmm. just uh, checking in with where we are and what we are doing and how we feel about it. And then uh, we will go into sort of uh, just a, a summary of first the chapter and then the then the show. Yes. And after that, I think we should uh, get into some analysis, like... Uh, what have we learned about the books, world, characters, and philosophy? And what have we learned about the same for the show? And just the basic overlaps and themes. And then we can get into sort of the more silly, fantastical stuff where we begin to uh, to read a bit more into into the texts than maybe should be. But but that seems to be par and course for how Ayn Rand would have liked it, I think. Yeah. She would have have liked to be compared to Fraggle Rock. Unfortunately, it only came out after she died, so she didn't have the opportunity to write uh, Fraggle fan fiction. I am sure her family will appreciate what we're doing to her excellent work. Yeah, we will not be sued at all. No, no we, we have to be aware that there's an actual Ayn Rand Institute. Yeah, and I'm sure they're quite militant. Yes, so... If if we during this all of us all of a sudden if we disappear, like listeners beware, <laughs> we did our best. Yeah, yeah, we we got too close to the truth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and apropos of getting too close to the truth, I think um, maybe we should uh, keep an eye out for f- and do some freckle spotting as we read. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, figure out. Are there any points along this way where there may be some fraggles working in the background of Atlas Shrugged? Oh, that could be interesting. Because I think they may be... Uh, I think they exist in the same world, these two uh, mm-hmm. two uh, stories. So it's very likely that the fraggles are secretly influencing the, 
the goings on of uh, of the Atlas Shrugged world. I think that's an interesting way for us to find obvious comparisons, and then from there span out into the more tinfoil hat territory. Yeah, and we are definitely going there. Yes. Have you built a custom tinfoil hat for doing the podcasts? Not yet. That is uh, one of my projects. Yes. Right now, I may uh, disclose a little uh, secret private information that you can't tell from listening to this, but I am wearing a, a hat right now. And I can see the wonderful hat on the on the uh, video feed. Yeah, we're doing a remote recording here. Yes. Because um, I, uh, well, I went on eBay and I found out that... Uh, for 10, uh, 10 kronos, that's around uh, one and a half dollar. I could get myself a pink Make America Great Again fake cap sent from China. It's a wonderful MAGA hat. Yeah. I thought, well, I, I'm on board with that. Pink MAGA hat. So I'm wearing that right now. I think that's my official uniform for this podcast. It seems very fitting. I, ne- I need to find uh, an equally beautiful uniform for... Uh for doing this podcast. So speaking of that, like, are we thinking about sponsored deals? Could we at some point maybe get sponsored by the Iron Rand Institute? I'd be open for it. Because they seem to have money. And I like money. Oh, me too. So that's already a good opportunity to get radicalized because we like money. Yes. And if there's one thing that Randian people like it's also money yes so we have a shared interest there and the more radicalized we become i think the more open they will be to officially stamping their institute on our podcast yeah it may take a few episodes for us to really get into uh, to the mindset to be uh, appropriate for sponsorship deals but i'm sure we'll get there soon i i, I could see them loving two liberal Danes slowly getting radicalized into <laughs> objectivism. There, there's, it, it, it has something. Oh, yes. We may end up getting a Fox News show. And I would be perfectly, perfectly fine with that. At this <laughs> oh, point. yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, some other segments I've uh, considered... We could do uh, like a sexy reading of uh, a section of the book. Ooh, I am up for that. Like a Fifty Shades of Grey. I am up for that. Really getting dirty and moist. And <laughs> yes, yes. So we can keep an eye out for the sexiest part, the most uh, propagandistic part. Yes. And I really know. just give it the, the full treatment. I think we should, we should look out for some of the like really good rants and give them a sexual spin. That's, that, that could... Yeah. That has something going for it. We can put some uh, some really sleazy jazz music on. Uh, oh, yes. To really set the mood. So that's the thing we can do. And we can... Uh, I made a point here called hashtag stay woke. <laughs> yes. And that, that would be uh, us problematizing uh, with uh, the view from now, a 2018 point of view. All the the gender stuff and sexuality and race and representation and all this stuff in both uh-huh. the show and the book. Yes, yes, yes. Like, uh, does does the average Fraggle Rock episode pass the Bechdel test? Wow. Yes, I love I love the stay woke idea. Yeah, are there enough female Fraggles to have them have individual conversations that are not about how much they want to um, <laughs> yes. screw a male Fraggle? 
Wow. So, so that's the thing we could get into. That, that seems like a, like a whole episode worth of content, at least. I think, well, my, my thinking is that we just check in yes. regularly and see, uh, measure each chapter and episode, like, uh, how, how are we doing now? Maybe that's an idea for my outfit, like some kind of Kinsey cape to go with the... Yeah. Or a pussy hat, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so that, that's something to get into. I'm sure there's some really uh, nasty uh, racial undertones in the Fraggle universe. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Definitely. Because that's, that's the most problematic <laughs> of the two. That's going to be the most problematic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Atlas Shrugged is a very progressive and uh, an open work. Family-friendly book. Yeah. Nothing uh, nothing uncomfortable about an American novel from the 50s. Nope, nope. I couldn't, I couldn't see what could be uncomfortable. It is written by a woman, after all. Exactly, exactly. And then as a, as a final thing, I think we should end each episode with like, a, like an award show, basically. Oh. So we, uh, we find the most Randian sentence in the Frackle episode. Yes. And we find the most Fracklian sentence of the Rand chapter. Yes. So what does a character in Fraggle Rock say that sounds most like something out of Atlas Shrugged? And vice versa. And vice versa. I really like the idea of that. Like, a, basically, a condensed sentence in which the whole episode is summed up. Yeah. And then we can also uh, give awards to uh, the best character, the best sentence, the best word, uh-huh. or the best plot twist. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, and since you will be listening more to the book, it's probably me that will have most time to write down a lot of these candidates. And I think I will just read them aloud to you mm-hmm. on air and you uh, we can discuss which is the most... Yes, that, that sounds like a, like a good place for an open discussion. Yeah. So that's sort of what I, uh, what I think of possible things we can do. I'm sure other ideas will uh, spring forth as we go along. But I think we have an appropriate frame where, wherein we can attack this, these two masterpieces of culture. Yeah, you may be underselling it with masterpieces. <laughs> it's grander than that. So this is this is going to be our problem. We need to find a list of words of grandeur, basically, to describe these wonderful pieces of fiction. Yeah, I think at the end, from reading Ayn Rand, I'm sure we'll get words of grandeur enough to uh, to probably uh, label this amazing book. That could also maybe be a thing where we check in slowly to see how our, our language is it developing to be more Randrian or Fraggly. Yeah, or Fraglian. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess at the end we can check in with the reviews as well yes. and see if we think it's more in the line of execrable claptrap than... A supreme achievement guaranteed of immortality. I think this this should end with when we're done with the book. This should end and the and the TV series. It should end with a at least an Amazon review from the both of us, right? Yeah, I think uh, once we have done all this, we are really capable of properly putting into words the quality and uh, level of uh, genius. Yeah, levels of genius. So that must be the end goal. Yeah. Yes. What have we done to ourselves? If we have not gotten sued out of existence at that point. I think it would be wonderful to at some point just 
just to get sued by the Iron Rand Institute. That is hashtag life goals. Yes. Hashtag stay woke. <laughs> hashtag fraggle shrugged. So um, a wonderful journey. Yes. Hopefully you'll follow along. Yes. Uh, let's let's descend into madness. This podcast is produced by Mørnegale Media, a small and independent Danish media collective. If you want to learn more about this podcast and our other projects, visit our website at maanegal.dk. That is Mørnegale with two A's up front, .dk. At the moment, most of our stuff is in Danish, but we are looking to expand our selection in English in the future. So, you know, stay tuned. To the madness. <laughs>